Good morning. Good morning. On behalf of the Mountain the Church of Christ and the Circuit Rider Group, uh, certainly uh, thankful to be able to be here with you all this morning. And uh, just so you know, uh, Circuit Riders really is a group of our young young men in the church, and our youth group is on a, a retreat this week. And so uh, I'm actually a stand-in Circuit Rider. <laughs> but, uh, I'm thankful to Brandon Adcock. He's our deacon over that ministry. He does a wonderful job. Uh, preparing those young men to be able to come and deliver a message and conduct a service. And uh, thank you these uh, young men that are with us here today too to help with all of this. Also, if you're visiting, as was mentioned earlier, we're hoping to stick around so we get to know you. Just like myself, I'm thankful to be a visitor this morning. On September uh, in 1620, the Mayflower left Plymouth, England, carrying over 102 passengers. And there's a variety of religious separatists pursuing freedom of religion and the promise of prosperity in the new land, America. It was a treacherous crossing that lasted 66 days, and they dropped anchor near the tip of Cape Cod, far north of their intended destination, at the mouth of the Hudson River. They ended up crossing Massachusetts Bay and starting a new village at Plymouth. And throughout the first winter, they stayed on the boat. And there they suffered scurvy, exposure, and other contagious diseases. And only half survived to see their first spring. They finally moved ashore and were greeted by a Native American that introduced them to Squanto. And Squanto was a member of the Patuxent tribe, and he had previously been kidnapped by an English sea captain and sold into slavery before escaping to London and returning to his home on an exploratory expedition. Squanto taught the pilgrims how to cultivate corn, how to extract sap from maple trees, and catch fish in the rivers, and to avoid the poisonous plants. He also helped forge an alliance with the Wampanoag, a local Native American tribe, and that alliance lasted for over 50 years. In 1621, the Pilgrims had their first corn harvest, and it was successful. And Governor William Bradford organized a celebratory feast and invited a group of the new colony's friends, the Native American allies, including the Wampanoag chief, Massasoit. And this is remembered as the first Thanksgiving festival, and it lasted for three days. So key points to think about on this, the pilgrims were seeking freedom of religion, a place to practice their faith, Christianity. Consistent with their single-minded faith, the pilgrims gave God the credit for their survival not themselves or the Wampanoag. They were thankful to God and practicing their thankfulness by sharing the feast with their allies and neighbors. What a great coincidence that, that they would encounter Squanto, a Native American that had been to England and learned the English language and was able to communicate with them and help them adopt to, adapt to the new land. Coincidence or divine intervention? Our lesson today is on thankfulness. 
And as we consider this, one of the, if not the most important aspects that should influence our thankfulness is that God is always with us. God is faithful. His steadfast love never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. Lamentations 3, 22-24. No matter what is going on in our lives, as well as in the world, around us, we can be counting on God because God is faithful. Thankfulness is the feeling of being happy or grateful because of something. In this case, it is because God's steadfast love for us. As Christians, we are commanded to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all our mind. Deuteronomy 6 and 5. Moses goes on to say in verse 6 that these words shall be in our heart. It is important for us to realize God's faithfulness to us and allow the truth of this blessing to shape our thankful hearts. Now I want to continue with Thanksgiving as related to American history just for another moment. Uh, fast forward to, from 1621 to 1863, over 240 years. Let that sink in for a little In the midst of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a National Thanksgiving Day to be held in November. It's interesting that in such a time of national turmoil and war, the President Lincoln would proclaim a National Thanksgiving Day. History indicates he was encouraged to do this by a lady named Sarah Josephina Hale. She was a 74-year-old magazine editor, and she wrote to President Lincoln, encouraging him to do this. And for the purpose of our message today on thankfulness, I would like to read an excerpt from President Lincoln's October 3rd, 1863 proclamation. The writings from that time are so beautiful. The way they, I don't know if you guys have ever gone back and seen some of those writings. It's amazing. Uh, this, is what, this is what was written. The year that is drawing toward its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. And he goes on to reference the war and the difficulties presented within the war, and then he closes with the following, which further points to God. No human counsel hath devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to be fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States 
and also who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. It is awesome to see that different, in that different time that President Lincoln, uh, the president of our nation, acknowledging Almighty God, and in fact, he, with, with his watchful providence, is the source of the blessings that we receive daily. And I also love how President Lincoln points to unity with his statement. It seemed, fit to, uh, it seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I think that's an awesome thought to think about us being unified as a country uh, when it seems like in so many ways there's so much division. We see this significant history of thankfulness to God in the lives of our forefathers of our country. When we take a moment to look around the world and even with our own country and see all that is going on, it is unsettled. With thankful hearts, we can rest assured that God is watching over us. And we need to be praying for our leaders to make a difference in our great country and for love and peace to overcome the evil that is in the world. Individually, our grateful hearts aligned with God can and will have a collective result to show love. We should practice thanksgiving so that it becomes a way of life. Giving thanks for ordinary things. There are so many good things that we need to take, uh, that, we, that we tend to take for granted in life. For example, having a home to live in, food to eat, our jobs, our health, the love of the people and the pets that we have in our lives. It's important that we realize that these are not automatic. They are a gift from God. The Bible is very clear to point to us, to the Creator, and the natural things that we regularly see that are all part of His creation. Things like the change in the season, which we're experiencing right now. The rising and the setting sun, which unfortunately is going to be happening a lot earlier than that. The growing, the growing of the crops and the food that we need. We think of these things as basic, but it's important that we realize they come from God. And we need to allow this realization to impact our hearts with gratitude. James 1, verses 16 through 18 states, Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. We should practice thanksgiving so that it becomes a way of life. Expressing thankfulness to God. As previously mentioned, thankfulness is an attitude of the heart, but this does not mean that it, does, that it needs to be kept silent. In fact, our hearts, when they're thankful, it will hopefully show on the outside and a thank you to someone who has impacted your life. In the same way, we should express thanks to God through prayer and also service in His kingdom.
God is certainly worthy of our praise. We are blessed to be able to pray to God through our Lord and Savior Jesus. And we oftentimes share with Him what is on our hearts and our minds and concerns for those around us that we love dearly. And that is right and a blessing. However, we should freely express our gratitude to God in our prayers and also when we have opportunity to praise Him in song. And that singing was great, by the way. Thank you. Look forward to more of it. Psalm 7, verse 17. I will give to the Lord the thanks due to His righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. This is listed as a Shagayan of David, which is uh, saying to the Lord concerning the words of Cush of Benjaminite. And I had to look up the term Shagayan to see what that meant. And it, it, it denotes it's a lyrical poem composed under strong mental emotion, a song of impassioned imagination accompanied with suitable music. King David was known as a man after God's own heart, and we can certainly learn from him. Allowing gratitude to God to stir you to action and service in the kingdom of God is a powerful expression of thanksgiving from the heart that will provide blessings in your life. We know from Scripture and from Jesus, Matthew 9, 37, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. There is always work to be done in God's kingdom. And as Christians, we should look for opportunities to serve. It could be as simple as making contact with fellow members of the congregation or getting more involved in the works of the church. We are blessed to have time on earth experience the love of God and when we make time to share in God's love with others this brings praise to God and shows him gratitude that he deserves we should practice thanksgiving so that it becomes a way of life God wants us to be thankful we teach our children to say thank you if people give them something or do something for them this is a basic rule of politeness. The Bible says the same, and not only to be thankful to people, but to be thankful to God. When we think about all the blessings we enjoy each and every day, including life itself, it only stands to reason that we would be thankful and have gratitude toward God. It would be strange to thank other people for their goodness toward us and exclude God. This seems basic, however, sometimes we need to be reminded of this. Thankfully, we have the Apostle Paul to rely on to help encourage us in our daily walk, just as he encouraged so many Christians so long ago. Consider 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Also, the scripture uh, that we had read wasn't exactly the one that I had chosen, but it's okay because any scripture that we read and hear is edification for us. But the scripture that I'd like to read to you now is Colossians 3, verses 12 through 17. Put on them as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. 
And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. When we strive to walk closer to God, hopefully we are spending time in His Holy Word, spending time with Christian brothers and sisters, and following this very passage and putting on love. What a beautiful thought, to be bound together in perfect harmony. We all have struggles in our lives that we deal with daily. It is a blessing to be able to confide in a Christian brother or sister and share in our burden. As a part of being thankful, I believe God wants to know that we are, wants us to know that we are not alone. And we have within the church a support system to help us in the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Sharing Thanksgiving testimony on how God has blessed your life can also be a powerful encouragement to others that may not yet have a relationship with God and may be seeking God. We just never know how our actions are going to impact someone to come in contact with. We can have confidence in knowing when our hearts are aligned with Jesus, our actions will have a positive impact on those around us. We should practice thanksgiving so that it becomes a way of life. Thanksgiving for hope of everlasting life. We know from Scripture in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. When we reflect on this fact, it hopefully stirs our hearts to gratitude. Gratitude to our Heavenly Father for His loving kindness, for His plan of salvation, and to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for His great love and sacrifice and submitting to God's will and giving His life that we can have the hope of eternal life. Consider Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 11. But God shows His love for us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by His blood, much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we all be saved by His life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. It may be difficult to fully understand this, because we have only the experience of the physical life here on earth. It is a matter of faith in believing in something that's not seen. In Hebrews 11, we know that now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction, the conviction of things not seen. For by people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand 
The universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. This morning we've spoken about five aspects that deal with thankfulness. God's faithfulness deserving our thanksgiving. The thankfulness for the ordinary things in life, our homes, our jobs, our health, and the importance of expressing thankfulness to God, to pray, to sing, and to serve. God wants us to be thankful, giving thanks in Scripture. It's scriptural when we see that, when we see it in Paul's writings. Thanksgiving for the hope of everlasting life. God's plan of salvation and Jesus' sacrifice of his life for the forgiveness of our sin. You know, the first, the first and the last, when we think about the faithfulness of God, we think about the fact that Jesus gave his life as a part of God's plan, we should certainly be thankful for that and know that God loves us and that Jesus loves us that much, that he would give his life to make that uh, possible for us. And while it is difficult on this earth sometimes to grasp that, it, it is what we can harp our faith and our hope rest on that. And, uh, and it's such a blessing. Today, if you're here and you have not yet accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ and Colonel Christ in baptism, with thanksgiving in our hearts, we would love to assist you with this. Perhaps you've drifted away from the church and need to be restored, or if you just need the prayers to help you through a difficult time. Whatever your need is, please feel free to come forward as we stand and sing.